You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right here on the BeckQL Network, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksburg with you on a Monday as we talk Super Bowl 57, Chiefs 38, Eagles 35, Chiefs cover. They went outright, and of course, the over hits by a mile. Talking about it right now with us, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. He is with us to discuss this game. All right, Brad, let's start with the end um, because that's where a lot of the talking is this morning. What did you think of the holding call on James Bradbury? Now, after the game, he did say it was a hold. Greg Olson, though, was obviously not happy about it. What struck me was two things. One, it didn't come out right away. It was a late call, even though it seemed like the first part of the route was where the hold probably happened, the real hold. And the second was they didn't call holding the entire game. That's what frustrated me. Like, they let the D-backs play, and then with two minutes to go, they didn't anymore. What did you make of the call, which effectively ended the game? And that, I think, is the bigger thing, is, is the second point you made. So people often like to say, oh, you can't decide the game like that. You can't call that penalty. That that argument I hate. It's like, look, I don't care if it's the first quarter or the last play of the game. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. The second point, though, of you can call a game a certain way, and then you have to kind of stick to that and abide by it, right? I mean, in baseball, if a strike, if you're calling this a strike for one pitcher, it's got to be a strike for the other pitcher. If you're not calling these defensive holding calls – and then you do start calling it later on, that's where the issue comes in. Um, but, hey, I mean, credit to Bradbury for saying it was a, a penalty, owning up to it. I thought he, honestly, he's handling it better than, than pretty much anybody else I've seen out there. Uh, for weeks, a lot of discussion about the strength of schedule for the Eagles, the opposing quarterbacks that, that they played. And, you know, with the amount of points that she put up in the Super Bowl last night, some of that proven correct. But, and it's hard for Eagles fans to stomach this this morning, but did we, did we learn last night that, you know what, this Eagles team is built to beat the Chiefs, to at least hang with the Chiefs, as great as Pat Mahomes is, and we have plenty of time to talk about that, but the ability to put up 35 on that team. I know the field conditions probably impacted the, the pass rush. Maybe your take on that a little bit, but... but I don't know. I, I feel like one of my takeaways, even though uh, Philadelphia doesn't want to hear it this morning, is that this Eagles squad is built to win a Super Bowl. They, they, no question. They have no reason to be coming out of this game upset. They played a great game. Uh, it will be interesting, of course. It sounds like they're going to lose both coordinators from this game. Although, you know, I think Jonathan Gannon, to a degree, got exposed a little bit last night. Um, you know, the unit, the, I'm not sure how I like the under in this game, even though I talked about how the Eagles defense was really not that good, uh, you know, it was compared to their schedule and the quarterbacks they faced. Um, and I think you saw that. But also, you know, both touchdown plays near, near, the, near the goal line, 
It was simply just Andy Reid figuring out the responsibilities on motion and where their DBs would shift based on a player moving, and then had two walk-in touchdowns both times. That's not the player's fault. It's honestly probably falls more on Gannon than anyone else. And then, yeah, the conditions, I think the player most impacted was probably Hassan Reddick. He fell down a couple times trying to get to the edge, and that's, you know, he, he plays with speed to the edge and has a great bend. You can't do that if your feet are giving out underneath you. So that was unfortunate. I know I saw Jordan Mailata. I said the field stunk too. Um, and, and, I mean, neither pass rush really did much at all last night, and you have to assume some of that has to do with the field conditions. So the Eagles, though, like you said, they are a very good football team. Yes, they have to pay some players, but, you know, on defense, I think they can figure it out, losing some safeties and linebackers and, you know, maybe James Brad. Like, they can – I think they can weather that storm and figure it out and get back here. Um, yeah, they, they have no reason to think this is a one – you know, it's hard, but this isn't a flash in the pan. This isn't a one and done. I mean, Jalen Hurts looked awesome last night. He did, and I would have to think that um, getting him a new deal would be at the top of the Eagles list because he doesn't have that fifth-year option. And the way, like, with his style of play, it could be a little scary the way he likes to run the ball a lot. Do you think he's going to get, like, a Mahomes-type structure, or what do you think the Eagles do here? it would be interesting. I mean, uh, you know, he uh, probably wants to. Most quarterbacks want to go back to kind of the four-year deal and not have that super long, you know, 10-year contract. I also have a feeling Patrick Mahomes is going to be redoing that deal this offseason as well. But, um, you know, I, I think <laughs> we'll, we'll see with him is maybe a five-year deal, um, I would guess, in the $50 million per year range. And, and, look, yes, he's always going to be a runner. He's going to have that element to his game. But last night you saw, again, I mean, a lot of the downfield passing, obviously the A.J. Brown touchdown, but a bunch of other really nice throws, manipulated the pocket well, didn't bail from clean pockets as much as he had, I think, in a couple recent games, really stood in there and was willing to kind of, you know, withstand some pressure. So, yeah, I I wouldn't be super concerned. Obviously, the the cheat code sneak play worked like a half a dozen times last night, so always good to have that in the back pocket as well. But for me, like, the concerns from a playing style standpoint – He's such a big dude, too, right? He can take those hits, and I think it's different than if you're worried about a smaller guy taking those hits. Um, I, I would have no, no issue paying him this offseason if I was the Eagles GM. Brad, uh, I mean, I think a lot of that game last night was just the fact that Patrick Mahomes is that good. I mean, that game was close. It was tight. And in the second half, I, I made the comparison earlier, you know, it's like playing Steph Curry, and you could play good defense. You could have the right call. He's just going to make 10 threes. You're going to lose the game. I mean – Kind of try to put your thoughts on Mahomes in perspective now. Joe was saying earlier, five years, five title games, three Super Bowl trips, two Super Bowls. I mean, I think we can make a fair case. This is the best start to a career by a quarterback we've ever seen. Maybe Brady's the only one close, but he didn't have quite the personal accolades, right? He wasn't an MVP of the league back then. I don't know if we've ever seen anything like this. I legitimately think if he retires tomorrow, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, I really do. And it might sound silly, but... You know, you, I, for me, I think the prime is a big part of the Hall of Fame. Yes, longevity matters. I think it's cool if you're durable and can play for, you know, 10, 15 seasons. But if you have the greatest, you know, five-season window we've ever seen, that probably should get you in there as well. So, look, he was phenomenal. I think mean, in, in the main way we talked about, yes, the field conditions may be a factor. But one of the bets I gave out on here last week was Eagles under two-and-a-half sacks was plus money to get under two-and-a-half sacks. They had zero. I mean, and that is – Look, you can credit the offensive line all you want. They are, of course, part of it. Andrew Wiley, I know, had a good game against Reddick. You know, he slipped a lot. All this, but at the end of the day, 
He was shifting around the pocket, avoiding pressure. He had that throw to Travis Kelsey. I don't think it was third down where he was coming across the middle, and Mahomes, like, shook two defenders to be able to get that throw. I mean, that's – that on top of everything we talk about, that's also one of his crazy abilities. And then, too, though, I do think Andy Reid deserves a ton of credit. I mean, two touchdown passes that everyone on this call could have thrown last night. Um, I mean, just walk-in touchdowns to Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Mahomes – that's it, it's crazy. That's like you go into these games, like you said, it's Steph Curry. Like, yeah, the Eagles probably have a better roster at all these spots, but they have Patrick Mahomes. Of all your Super Bowl bets, you can go. You can go anywhere, even if it's you know some of the fun stuff. Of all your Super Bowl bets, what was your favorite hit, and then the most fr- frustrating loss? Yeah, so my favorite hit was Patrick Mahomes. There was a head-to-head bet on DraftKings. You could do Patrick Mahomes minus a half touchdown against Jalen Hurts, passing touchdown only. Um, and, and it was um, it was minus 110, like, like a straight bet. And I just thought, look, when you get into the red zone for the Eagles, if they're going to get down there, they're going to run the football, whether it's with the running backs or with Jalen Hurts. He, of course, had the, you know, the rushing touchdown. He actually had the octopus uh, where you score a touchdown and get the two-point <laughs> conversion with the same player. But – but, yeah, so that one is just, like, you know, dep- independent of game script. I, I just thought, look, the Chiefs are going to be looking to throw touchdown passes. The Eagles, I mean, like, yeah, the bomb to A.J. Brown. But when they get down there, they're not really looking to throw. Um, so that one was a good – and then I mentioned it earlier, but I, I'm not sure how I was so off on the on the total. I, I got to go back and, you know, kind of poke holes in my own analysis there. I just – I thought we'd see more running and more churning of clock yeah. and just kind of avoiding some of the downfield passing. But, honestly, I think both quarterbacks looked – healthier than maybe I expected coming into this game. Um, you know, Hurts kicked on a few of those balls. Like I mentioned, Mahomes, yeah, he limped a little bit here and there, but I think he, he was relatively okay. He claims he didn't get a shot at halftime. Um, but, you know, no reason not to believe him there. So, yeah, that was that, – I think it was frustrating. It was over – I knew it was over before it even started, so I just kind of, you know, threw that ticket away. But uh, I think most of the crazy props worked out. Any other takeaways from like your betting process, like what you learned or what you might do differently next year? I honestly think that in this game, because there are so many markets and so many different things you can do, there are ways to bet the angle you like on the spread. But if you don't like the spread, like in this scenario, I was on the Chiefs all week, but I didn't bet them plus one and a half. I bet Mahomes MVP plus 130, right? Like there was, there's other ways that I think you can just bet what you want to in the game. Um, and I think I'm going to do that even more going forward. You know, I had him, I had some Pacheco, you know, over rushing yards that hit, obviously. Like just finding other avenues to bet the actual the team you like. And I think you can get better value um, by doing that instead of actually betting the spread itself. Brad, what did you make of the field last night? I mean, every replay you see and highlights throughout this morning – the Eagles pass rushers and the Chiefs, but the, the Eagles ones are the ones that were supposed to take over the game. They're just slipping and sliding. I mean, that that field looked terrible last night. Hurts changed his cleats a couple times. What did you make of that? And it's weird because the story came out. They spent eight hundred grand on this on this field. They worked on it for two years. Like the NFL should get their money back because that was a terrible surface last night. Yeah, they were wheeling it in and out of the stadium to get it sunlight for certain hours and all this stuff. Yeah, it was uh, not a great showing for the for the surface. It's unfortunate. I mean, yeah, if you're trying to say that my under was actually a good bet, I appreciate that. Uh, no, I mean, all jokes aside, um, no, it, it is unfortunate because you never want any of the, you know, the facility or the playing surface to impact the game. Um, and even Hertz had that, his miraculous, you know, scramble before throw um, where he kind of, you know, uh, I forget who it was, maybe Frank Clark, and he just, he probably could have at least at least hit him, and he just slid out of the screen. And, and I think it also was the turf. I, I do think it affected the Eagles probably more. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't, like you said, they, they, they might be deserving of a refund because you can't put all that time and energy and effort into it and have, like you said, I mean, mass cleat changes for a lot of players um, and, and it become part of the storyline and have, you know, guys like Jordan Malata, too, like, I think it always matters. Like Jordan Malata is not a guy who's going to go and complain to the media most weeks. I think he's a guy who just shows up, plays football and, and you know, isn't a, you know, guy who's going to, you know, make comments like that on a regular basis. So it's unfortunate to see, but you probably did have a part in giving us, you know, 73 points in the game. Chiefs are six to one favorites to repeat. Bills a second favorite at seven to one. The Eagles come in as uh, fourth favorites with the Bengals at nine to one. If you're making a play this morning, where are you looking for the 2024 Super Bowl? Yeah, so I mean, of those teams you mentioned, I mean, the Chiefs, I, I genuinely believe, are in a better position than a lot of those teams. The craziest thing about this year is this was supposed to be the down year, right? This was supposed to be all right. First year without Tyreek Hill, we're playing a ton of rookies. They were top five in rookie snaps played overall on the team. But on both sides of the ball, they also had a good amount of rookie snaps. So it wasn't just focused on one side of the ball. And now they're going to get you know get better, add more players, have more development and more growth. So they, they should be the odds-on favorite by a decent margin. Obviously, they are. Um, and then, like, teams like Cincinnati, like, look, T. Higgins being a Bengal next year, I don't think is as big of a guarantee as maybe other people uh, think it is. Like, there's going to be some teams that take a step back, and the Chiefs already did. Uh, so long answer short there, I, I think you probably want to wait and maybe get better odds if things happen this offseason or whatever the case may be. But the Chiefs yeah. are, I think, you know, they're ahead of everyone else right now by a good margin. Is, is there someone down the board you would look at, though? Like maybe speculation, yeah. QB change? Are you going to say the Jets? Is that what you're going to do? I'm going to say – I'm not going to say the Jets. <laughs> I think Jacksonville at plus 2,500. I think we don't realize that you're adding in Calvin Ridley, who could be – you know, if, if he returns to the, the Calvin Ridley we know, a legitimate number one wide receiver throwing him onto this roster. Um, their defense needs to get better, but super young as well and will get better. They have some money to spend if they want to add a couple more pieces – I think they could be, you know, a legitimate contender as early as next year. And then what about like a favorite long shot, knowing, you know, maybe some salary cap options who you could see making some offseason moves? Yeah, maybe the Detroit Lions. Yeah, a bit of a long shot of the NFC. Ooh. I know you're mentioning if Aaron Rodgers does leave and go to the Jets um, and gets out of the NFC North, I mean, I think the Lions win that division by four games. Like, I, I think the NFC North – Sands Aaron Rodgers is a very bad division. I think the Vikings are going to take a massive step back next year and maybe miss the playoffs. So um, that would be one where if they can go out, add some pieces, uh, get a healthy Jameson Williams to play. I saw a stat he had three touches this year. They were all like 40-plus yards. Like That's the dynamic kind of guy he is. Um, I, I think the Lions are going to get a lot of buzz, uh, maybe too much, but, but I think they have some – You know, those, those long odds are worth a bet maybe right now. Brad, earlier we talked about the Eagles uh, you know, having – they showed staying power the way they played this season, but there's a lot of changes coming quickly. On, they have eight free agents on defense. Gannon could leave. Psyche could leave. Are, the Eagles, are they going to be the class of the NFC next year, or do you expect a step back with a tougher schedule coaching changes next year in Philadelphia? So the very interesting thing, I think they can get over Gannon. Look, I think he's a good coach, but I've heard he's, you know, and a great leader. Like he makes sense as a head coach. Their defense realistically from a schematic standpoint was not like some diabolically, you know, incredible defense they have talent and he kept it fairly simple um the thing that will be interesting to me is we know Shane Steichen was calling plays and I think Nick Sirianni was the best game manager in the NFL and that's probably why right because he wasn't worrying about that I mean he put on a master class last night with the fourth down decisions 
and a lot of things he did. I didn't like the field goal to go up six, but a lot of the things he did were great. So that'll be big. But I think otherwise they can figure it out. Yes, you're losing, like I said, both starting linebackers, both starting safeties, maybe James Bradbury. Again, I think to me all those players are good, not great. Javon Hargrave would be a massive loss, but I think – you know, he's the only one where I'm like, this is a this is a roster shifting loss. So long answer short, yes, I still think they're probably the team to beat in the NFC. Um, and and they'll, they'll I think they'll keep who they want to. They obviously have the extra draft capital. I, I think they'll be fine. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. We appreciate you joining us on the other side. Lessons we learn from the 2022 season and the Super Bowl next on the Beck All Network.